0: To the Stoke Fam, the podcast designed to help families adventure more and stress less. On this show, we give you the confidence and inspiration you need to find your Stoke by sharing interviews from real families doing amazing things, conversations with brands who make adventures easier, and all the things we wish we'd known sooner. Come on, let's let's go! go.
1: Welcome back, Stoke Fam. It's John. And Tiffany. And today's episode is. Going to be just a conversation of us uh, talking all about car camping, how to do it with your kids. And we're going to chat about the things that we do, how we do it, gear we like, the planning, some meal ideas, all of those sorts of things that go into car camping with kids.
0: Hopefully, it will give you some ideas to get you started if you haven't been before. And if you have, hopefully, just some fresh ideas for this season. So. Well, first off, I wanted to just talk about our first trip that I really remember with our kids, just because, you know, I can't talk about camping with kids without telling the story. So
1: peeing on anything.
0: Yeah, that was essentially what it boiled down to was we I I know we've been before that with them, but the first one I really remember Tomer was 19 months old.
1: It's one of the first times I remember.
0: Yeah. And uh, he was so excited to go camping and he was right at the stage where we were starting to wonder if he was ready to potty train.
1: And we were trying to figure out, too, we did cloth diapers. How is the outdoors going to work with this situation?
0: Oh, I had done outdoor stuff. But, yeah, it was also like it's going to be a lot of laundry, like a lot of laundry to deal with through the weekend. So, anyway, yeah, we were trying to decide if we wanted to deal with that or not. And uh, so, anyway, we were like, well, I think he might be ready. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So, of course, we we had backups. Yeah, of course, we had backups. But we basically told him.
1: You can pee on anything within reason.
0: Yeah. I mean, within reason, obviously, but um,
1: anything you see. Yeah. And then it turned into a fun game for him. This rock, this tree, this yeah. root, this bush.
0: Yeah. And needless to say,
1: the answer was yes, of course. You're every right.
0: Time. And pretty much by the end of the weekend, he was pretty well potty trained as far as P goes. Like, I mean, yeah. we, we still it took a little bit, but I mean, for the most part, he was set. it was awesome because he figured out what it meant to feel like you need to go and then how to control it. It was awesome. It was so good. And, um, all I really remember from that trip is that he learned he was potty trained when we came back. And by the end of it, he was covered in marshmallows and dirt,
1: marshmallows and dirt and pee on anything.
0: Yeah.
1: That's how you go car camping with your kids.
0: (laughs) Now it might not be the best advice to just say like pee on anything when you go camping, but this was a toddler. So, like, full disclosure, the adults weren't peeing on anything anywhere, just so we're clear. Yeah, we'll
1: we'll go back to leave it better than you found it. Leave (laughs) no trace. All those principles that (laughs) we'll we'll get. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Wow. But it worked. It did work. It did work. And I think it was uh, definitely worth it when he was that little.
1: So what do I actually need to know if I'm just starting?
0: your first trips really honestly my thing is just keep it keep pick somewhere that's not too far away so if all goes down the tubes you can just pack it up and go home um or and keep it easy somewhere that's not going to be too difficult or challenging that's not going to be too much of a stretch and it's just going to be fun for everybody so
1: some of ours were in the same county like we didn't go far like 30
0: minutes 40 minutes away
1: tops yeah i mean you'd be surprised now if you're in an urban area i guess it could be different but in a lot of places you know there's state parks that are a lot closer than you yeah. realize
0: well even in our in oregon in the greater portland area there's a lot of state parks available for camping with easily within less than an hour from the city yeah so um there's a lot of campgrounds often available pretty close to home it's just a great spot to test the waters because then you're not like five hours away from home and going oh shoot this is terrible
1: right it's a totally established place yeah. no worries all the needs are met
0: it's kind of like the training wheels for your first yes. for your first time right and um I also think the other big thing is to pick a weekend that has nice weather or a midweek or whenever you're going to go, but pick a time that has good weather. Um, because if you go and it's cold and it's rainy, if you've listened to our first episode, you know my experience with camping in the rain. It's not a positive one.
1: Which means all your trips must be sunny and perfect.
0: I mean, I like it that way if it can happen. <laughs> not, I mean, who's going to blame me though? Like, I mean, who who wants to go camping in the rain? Does anybody ever choose that on purpose? He's like, yes, I would
1: <laughs> if you Win, go on, go on. Tell them more.
0: Um, so anyway, yeah. First trip, short and easy, close to the house, pick good weather, make it something that is going to give you an easy win, basically.
1: And if it's a spot that everybody's going to love and, you yeah. know, everybody's going to love throwing rocks in a river for hours and hours and hours and hours, then hang out at a spot that's close to a river with lots of rocks.
0: Right. It's Totally. And uh, I think the other thing, too, when it's your first camping trip, yes, you see you may see people doing dispersed camping trips or being way out in the woods
1: or and, backpacking like I wanted to think backpacking. that the first trip should always be. I had these great ideals in mind and boy, was I wrong.
0: But but when you have kids, if you start at an established campground, things are just going to be a little easier because there is going to be a bathroom because if you have a kid who decides he can't poop in the woods that's going to be a rough weekend. You're stuck. (laughs) And, or if you don't, aren't sure what to do about water or anything like that, it just makes things easier. It takes down the like difficulty level a little bit to just make it easy.
1: Yes. It's a lot easier. And especially if you're in an area where maybe you have wildlife that you have to worry about. If you have to, uh, you know, you're concerned about making sure you have a shower, Mm-hmm. every evening or, or however that works. If you're at an established or, campground, you're going to have those things taken care of.
0: Yeah, or even more importantly than the shower, having potable water. So that was actually something that I, when we first started camping with the kids that I was the most worried about, especially when they were little and we needed more water, like for mm. things, right? It seems like when they're really tiny, you go through a lot more water for bottles, for bathing. Like, I don't know, like they just needed more. I needed to have that access to feel comfortable. Totally. And so having that potable water was a big deal when they were that age. Otherwise, you're going to have to carry in all of your water or have a way to filter it. And um, so just making sure that those are available, because even sometimes established campsites can still be primitive. And so you may not have all those amenities. So that's definitely something to um, pay attention to when you're booking your sites to make sure that you know what's available at the campground.
1: Yes. Know the pad size, like how big is the spot for the tent.
0: Yep. Yeah, because there's been a few times where we actually have a pretty pretty big tent right now. It's nice and comfy and cozy so that all four of us. There's nothing wrong
1: with a six-man tent. There's
0: not, especially. a family of four. Well, when you're taking a dog and you, it just is easier. Because otherwise the dog's on top of one of us. It's just better. Yeah, it's just better. It gives you room for your stuff. So if you have the space and can get a tent that's a little bit bigger than however many people you have, it's also a little nicer because you have more gear storage. But for car camping. Yeah. How much space
1: does this take up? And how big is that pad at the campground?
0: Yes. But sometimes the pads will be as small as like eight by eight or 10 by 10. And if you have a tent that's bigger than ours, I think ours is a little over 10 by 10. So sometimes you, it just won't fit. So you just need to be aware of what size that tent pad is. So you have a space to put your tent.
1: Absolutely. Know your footprint because most importantly, you should leave no
0: tent. <laughs> yeah like
1: that segue is a little too cheesy
0: it might have been but that's okay the point still remains absolutely um the idea too is obviously to when you go camping to make sure that you have the things you need to take care of yourself and your family so knowing what that campground has available is helpful but then also knowing what you may need to take in order to do that so whether you need to bring your own trash bags because there's not trash disposal there or whether you need to bring certain toiletries because there's only a um, pit toilet or a full shower, just knowing what you have available so that you can be responsible and take care of your stuff and your trash and your impact on the campground and nature.
1: Absolutely. It's one of those things that we keep uh, kind of explaining to the kids. And I think they're starting to see it now as they as we go certain mm-hmm. places or if we stop uh, you know, at different rest areas or whatnot, they notice uh, trash and things like mm-hmm. that a whole lot more. Uh, in these sorts of of places even just this weekend when we were down at the river yeah they were noticing trash that and you know we picked it up and packed it out like they're they're watching for those things
0: Mm -hmm. I was surprised this weekend there was actually not very much though I think it was like a single water bottle for the most part which was great because that means people are actually doing that and picking up after themselves which is awesome absolutely but we've been places that are definitely not that way so Um, and in fact, interestingly, a couple of years ago, you bring that up about the kids starting to realize it. And they are because a couple of years ago we went camping at an established campground and it was one where we were next to a lake where they drain it during the winter and the water level was down. And when we were walking on the empty, um, lake bed, there were lots of pieces of trash that had ended up there. And our youngest was like, um, we can't leave this, Grabbed a trash bag and started shoving stuff in. Like they are learning, which is great it's yeah. really nice
1: they found a bunch of stuff they even found like a, a sweatshirt that had been left and there's all sorts of stuff uh and then come to find out after we uh went to ask like the uh the ranger hey where you know do you have a lost and found can we return the sweatshirt was then when she told us about the junior ranger program and that he had just earned like a merit badge for picking up trash around the campground he didn't even have a clue and so then she's giving him stickers and workbooks and stuff he was he was ecstatic He was like man i thought i was just Cleaned things up and heated up with a whole activity pack and it actually kept them pretty entertained around the campground for the rest of the trip.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, we should have thought about that because we know those things exist. We were just so busy enjoying the place that we didn't even really think about it. But that's another great tip that you bring out that I wasn't even planning on talking about today. But a lot of campgrounds too, if you go to an established site, will have programs like that available for kids, whether it's like a booklet for them, of Definitely. like an activity in a scavenger hunt, or whether it's actually organized programs Probably not so much this year, but other years would be probably very different.
1: Check in uh, at the ranger station and and like with the camp hosts because Mm -hmm. they may do guided walkthroughs, talks about, you know, what sort of wildlife you may see or different features of the campground, sorts of things like that, that you may not have picked up on. You may be having fun exploring the trails and things around the campground, but you may not know everything there is to know about that unique area.
0: Yeah, totally. And they definitely will. And sometimes, too, if you're thinking about doing hiking or other activities while you're there, they'll be able to guide you to trails that'll be friendly for your age group. Yes. So if you're like, hey, I have a toddler, but we really would like to do a hike, they can be like, hey, this is a really easy one or two mile hike versus you're like, hey, we would really like to get some a good workout and we have teens. It, they're going to be able to guide you to what's going to fit the your The proper terrain your and family. the proper
1: trail. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yep. So beyond knowing what to look for before you get to your campground and kind of knowing what to have in mind when you go?
1: There's some things that you're going to need, right? Right. Like, okay.
0: But we can boil that back down to the basics, right?
1: So, what do we actually need?
0: I mean, I need lots of things, but <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> no, for real though. When we go camping, we really don't need much. And every time I overpack and end up bringing back stuff, and I'm like, Why did I even pack this and waste my time filling up the car and space and energy packing it? Hmm. Um, but I overpack everywhere, so that's a problem I'm working on. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Um, you have to really boil it down to the basics. What do you need to sleep? What do you need to eat? Um, and what do you need to wear, right? Like how to, and how to be safe. So those are really the core things that you can boil it down to and kind of go from there. Just keep it simple.
1: Cool. So let's break that down and start with your favorite and the top item on your list.
0: Sleep. Oh, I thought you were going to say like warmth, but yeah, sleep. sleep's appropriate too. <laughs> I like lots of things. Um, So sleep. Yeah, for sure. So you're going to want to have obviously like a tent or something to some sort of shelter. And a tent is easy, especially with a family where you can put everybody in the same same space. Our kids have lately decided that they like sleeping in their hammocks. So that's also an option. Um, But if you have little ones, probably I wouldn't be doing that. Honestly, truth told, I was a little nervous the first time they did it, even though they were like grade school age.
1: It was a growing experience for everybody. (laughs) What was that noise? Yeah. Their hammock wrestling back and forth. Yeah, back to sleep.
0: It was good for them. And I guess it was okay for me.
1: <laughs> so now you're anyway. inside the tent. You're nice and safe. What do you need inside that tent? <laughs> Sleeping bag.
0: Sleeping bag. And then I really like, we have found that when we're tent camping, that having a cot and a mattress pad is like ideal. It's um, cheating,
1: but it's really comfortable. It's so
0: much more comfortable. because and I grew it,
1: up backpacking and the, I will still backpack and go out and sleep on the thin pads to save weight and see some amazing places. But
0: what day is your back going to feel better? I mean, just real truth. Like
1: it's so much,
0: so much nicer, more comfortable. You can also do like a blow up air mattress. I have friends who have done that. And actually I think we did that when I was pregnant.
1: Absolutely. We did because I was
0: like, I am not sleeping on the ground right now when I'm, Anyway. And there's
1: plenty of space for it. You can be right. as as bougie and glampy as you want to be mm-hmm.
0: when it's you're car really camping. It really boils down to what you already have also, too, because if you already have the air mattress at home, but you don't have a camping pad, well, take what you're you set. have and go.
1: Got it. Right? Get outside.
0: Um, and also, like, what do you need to be comfortable? Do you have any these situations? Are you pregnant? If you're pregnant, do whatever you got to be to com- be comfortable out there, because otherwise you're just going to be miserable. And so is everybody else.
1: <laughs> it's this the real truth. is true.
0: It's the real truth. But, um, yeah, so having something comfortable to sleep and we usually, when we're car camping, we, I have tried the camping pillows. They suck. If you're going backpacking, that's one thing, but they are for me. Like if you're going, I've always been a pillow person though, but if you're going car camping and you have room, take your pillow, you're going to be more comfortable. Take your pillow. And if your kid has, if your kid is little, especially, and they have a special thing, they sleep with them every night, take that too. It will make things a lot easier. Like, if they're used to sleeping with a noise machine, figure out some way to have like an app on your phone as they fall asleep. And if they are used to having our kids had what we call the silky, it was like a little tiny blanket. And if they have um, some kind of comfort item like that, take it with them. It will help them have something from home that is com- comforting when they're falling asleep. So, um, and then beyond that, I think like moving on to like food and cooking, it really just boils down to what do you want to eat for the weekend and. Are you going to need to cook it? And if so, what are you going to cook it with?
1: Because you can go, you can range. I mean, that, that spectrum I it's funny because I've watched videos where, you know, people have talked about how do you get started camping? What do you do? And I watched one. I was cracking up because the guy brought hot dogs and charcoal. The end. <laughs> he, he, he had hot dogs and water bottles and he was wow. good.
0: I mean, I guess technically you've got.
1: You had everything he what needed. You
0: need. But I wouldn't eat hot dogs all weekend, but that's OK. That's not me.
1: Because then you can go all the way up to, you know, crazy camp cookery and gourmet things. And
0: yeah, whatnot. although I am sitting here thinking that maybe this guy is genius and maybe I should just eat hot dogs all weekend because then I don't have to do anything. I so think for us from
1: cooking, <laughs> our, our version of hot dogs would probably be rice and beans and salsa.
0: Yeah, it kind of is. As it's basic like as that meal. sounds,
1: that is one that is always a winner. Yeah. I know that sounds ultra basic and maybe not the most tasty thing, but we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Just hang tight with us. Let's get to clothing. Like what type of weather or, or proper clothing do I need to worry about?
0: Right. Are you staying in a beach campground in the middle of July? Then you probably need a lot different clothing than if you're staying at a um, mountain campground in October, right? So pick, your, pick the clothing that you need for the weather that you're going for and probably be prepared just in case things change. So,
1: And also you kind of need to be prepared for, I guess, shoulder weather, you could call it. If, you know, it's nice and sunny uh, and you're used to being outside in the summertime, remember you're going to be outside at night too. So Mm -hmm. what is that low going to feel like and and how is your body going to handle that? Because most of the time, even on summer, you know, camping trips, it's still a necessity to have a puffy or some sort of, you know, hoodie type uh, warmer coat
0: or a base layer to sleep in or something like that. Because if you, even if it's only 60 at night, most people keep their houses around 70. So that's a 10 degree difference than what you're used to. So just planning accordingly, especially if you're like bringing your air mattress and your regular bedding versus a bag that's rated for, you know, for 30 that degrees temperature, or yeah. whatever. So just knowing, paying attention to what the weather is going to be like and planning accordingly with your clothing and your sleeping items so that you are comfortable around the clock, not just during the daytime.
1: Any other uh, special considerations for outerwear that I need to think about? Um, Pants, shoes?
0: I would definitely say that. Ooh, good question. Actually, flip-flops. If you're planning on using camp showers, bring a pair of flip-flops. Just think of it like a locker room and bring some flip-flops.
1: It's nice to have around camp too. We we always have like an around camp shoe. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, this is a little bit extra, I guess. But I mean, you could be super basic and go with just uh, a hiking boot or a a hiker shoe, since that's essentially what everybody wears anymore, less than boots. Um, But it doesn't take a whole lot.
0: To toss in a pair of flip flops or sandals of some sort. It's just nice to get your feet out of a a boot or a shoe shoe sometimes. Um, And
1: especially if you just need to slip it on, run to the bathroom and then slip it back off.
0: Yep. Or in the middle of the night when you have to go to the bathroom and take a kid, it's just easier to have something to slip on by by the tent door for sure. Um, and also I think the other thing is that I don't think we've mentioned yet is always take a rain jacket, especially if you live in the Pacific Northwest, like we do, because even when it says it's going to be sunny, sometimes it's a flat out lie and it's going to actually rain.
1: There's pretty much always a chance of showers. Pretty
0: much. So we always take, um, a rain jacket and actually sometimes even actually often I will have the kids even toss in their rain pants because then if it rains, they can still play play and it's no big deal because their clothes aren't going to get wet and they're not going to get cold.
1: And that's actually a really cheap option. I was surprised uh, at at having rain pants and a rain, like true rain gear, raincoat, rain pants, and the boys will go nonstop Mm -hmm. uh, more than I really expected them to.
0: By just having that waterproof layer because it keeps their clothes from, it keeps them from getting wet. So they stay a lot warmer.
1: They stay dry and happy for sure.
0: Yeah. And then I think beyond that, the last thing that we had mentioned in this list was just having the safety items, having a few safety items. Um, which you could go back to like the 10 essentials that you use for hiking. It's also a good idea to have those when you're camping. A lot of them you already are bringing with you when you're camping because you're going to have some sort of shelter already. You're going to bring food. You're going to have water either available at your campsite or you're going to bring it. But it's also a good idea to have like tools.
1: Yeah, if you need uh, like a mallet for putting in uh, tin stakes, we found that's the easiest, uh, having like a rubber mallet or something, mm-hmm. using a regular hammer is a surefire way to bend those flimsy tent stakes every single stinking time um and you know just having uh yeah a knife a multi-tool uh those sorts of things uh you may not realize it but when it's in the moment then you're really wishing that you had it
0: it's really nice to have yeah and if (laughs) if we had had a repair kit the first time I went camping and we got like water inside of our tent like two inches of it maybe I don't know it was in the middle of the rain we may not have dealt with it but maybe we would have stayed the night but if you have a repair kit you can fix things like if there's a leak on the air mattress or whatever or if you need to like tie something together and you've got cord in your in your repair kit you've got ways to fix things if they break while you're out
1: just take a look in our uh, description Tiffany I'll have a link to the 10 essentials and the top things that you really need to be paying attention to
0: yeah. And including, because you know, otherwise too, it's also going to be like, oh, we didn't talk about this. I still think this one falls under like an essential. Is even if you're at an established campground, I think you need to have a headlamp and/or flashlights. Absolutely, that's definitely an essential even at an established campground.
1: Headlamps pretty much are always it, like for us. Headlamps is what we use all the time now.
0: Yeah, we... it's just easier.
1: Yeah. The, the boys love them. And even from a young age, actually, that was uh one of the coolest uh, birthday gifts that yeah. uh, one of our, our friends gave uh, the boys was they got him a headlamp. And we thought, man, that's that's kind of goofy. Like I, I wouldn't have thought about that. Yeah, he was. He was he was young and, and it was a, a little LED, um, like stick it anywhere, like bug light or something. And he, um, loved, it. And he loved it. And then he had the headlamp and nonstop. I mean, they boys, both we've, unfortunately they lose them from time to time. And so we've Mm -hmm. gone through more headlamps than I'd like to count, but they are so much better. I think than a flashlight, it gets dropped, it gets lost, it gets, you're so much more flexible with a headlamp
0: for sure. Um, and I will actually throw in there with the headlamp real fast, having a designated place when they come into the tent for them helps cut down on that loss yes (laughs) Yes. that's what we finally learned because we didn't have a designated place and that's inevitably how they got lost and how we replaced them but actually since we started saying okay when you come in you put them here it definitely has helped it's actually been knock on wood i think it's actually been like two years since we've had to replace headlamps it will probably be this year now because i said it though
1: well that's why i have that secret backup stash in the garage (laughs) 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 i shopped the summer sales
0: nice okay um And then the other thing is in summer, of course, you want to bring like sunscreen and sun protection. That's also an essential item during this, during the summer, you know, because you're here and then who knows.
1: So (laughs) anything extra. Okay. So say we've covered the basics, but say I want to be extra at camp. I want to have the most fun at camp. I want to have the most Instagram worthy camp experience. Oh my goodness. Ever. Well,
0: we could go so big, but let's not go there. Cause like we could be here for three hours. And if we wanted to talk about that,
1: okay, maybe I won't go that way. Okay. <laughs> let's go. Let's go with everybody just needs to go out and get started camping. So how about entertainment? How about,
0: yeah. So we always bring some games. We bring card games usually. Cause they're easy to pack and they're small. So we bring, have a few card games. And even as simple, when our kids were little, it was just go fish, right? It was just something super easy. But now we have different games that we play. Sometimes we just bring regular card sets and sometimes there are other card games, but they're small and easy to pack. So we can bring a few.
1: We have a, a game that's, it's kind of like Jenga, but it's like a balancing game uh, that is all metal pieces. And so they just kind of counterbalance on themselves. Um, and it's a fun game for the kids. It's, it's,
0: it's a Melissa and Doug game.
1: Oh, okay. That's great. So it there's nothing in it that matters if it gets dirty. If there's dirt yeah. on it, it's good to go. You're not worried about anything like that.
0: But it's a little different and easy and it's packable too. It goes in like a little tube. So it's really easy to pack.
1: Yes. There's also uh things like bullseye buckets or a lot of people take cornhole. Uh mm-hmm. that's frisbee. A frisbee. Yeah. Um, and then in the evening, we have definitely found you've probably remember from i think it was first episode me going on and on about glow sticks
0: no it was our episode that we did with savannah and val
1: oh that's right that's right glow sticks and kids when you're camping is a win yes
0: they have a blast and you can spot them from
1: anywhere yes they'll run around anywhere and you can spot them wherever they go hiding through the it's kind of a fun uh hide and seek around the campsite uh can you see me and they love
0: them yep Um, The other thing that our kids have in the last couple of years really, really enjoyed taking is hammocks. They apparently double as a swing and something to fall out of, so keep that in mind (laughs) (laughs) if they're little, but um, it's been really good because they love to actually curl up and read a book in them, or um, they'll eat their meals in them. Sometimes they don't even use their regular camp chairs, so they're actually really handy.
1: Yes, I think you nailed it there. They definitely use their camp chairs way less than they use the hammocks now the hammocks are set up all the time they are constantly looking for where can i set up uh you know two trees can i stretch it across here just the other day even uh on the trail at home they were setting it up across the little drainage creek uh it's whatever spot they can set it up they love having them um and you're definitely right they will curl up in there they'll read their field guides they'll go through and look at all the insects the bugs uh the Mm -hmm. animals that are in that area for sure they love those hammocks now
0: Yep. Yep. Definitely something if you have them to take them um, or to pick up when you when you're ready Link it's a win for kids description. So beyond all of the stuff that you need, the other thing that's important, obviously, when you're camping is how to find your site.
1: Where am I supposed to go?
0: And honestly, it's. Like this question that has that always is tough because it depends, right? And like that's a terrible answer. So we're gonna to try to break that down a little bit because I don't wanna leave you with like, what do you mean it depends? I wanna actually leave you with something you can actually use. So when I say it depends, it depends on
1: where do you want to go? Do you want right. an established campsite or a campground? Or do you want to do, which is sometimes our preference, more of a dispersed campground established campsite or a campground or do you want to do, which is sometimes our preference, more of a dispersed campground and mm-hmm. out there, there's no services.
0: But today, because we're talking about if you're just getting started, we're going to talk mostly about established campgrounds. Um, So some of our favorite apps to use are recreation.gov is a great spot. Um, it's a great one to start if you're looking for federal lands. So things like forests or national parks, that's what you're going to find on that site.
1: However, you got to yeah. book those early.
0: Yeah. Um, for the most part, yes. Occasionally you'll get lucky and somebody will cancel, but don't plan on it. Like
1: Most likely, yeah. months in advance, people are already planning their vacations. Keep an eye out on it.
0: Especially if you're looking at a national park. Definitely. Forests, you have some flexibility depending on where you live, but um, national parks for sure. Book up fast. Another one that's great is Reserve America. And that one is great for finding state parks and private campgrounds. What
1: do you mean by private campgrounds?
0: So, ones that might be owned by individuals or individual companies, not that are government owned. Okay. So, it actually has both, but there's a lot of state parks on Reserve America. So, those are, um, that one's another nice, handy one. One that is really, fu- really great and I really like is the dirt because it kind of pulls listings from a lot of those places. You still have to book off site, but it pulls listings from a lot of those other places and has user reviews and lots of filters to kind of sort through for things that you're looking for like amenities and like what kind of site you're looking for whether it's an RV or a tent or all of those kind of things. You can
1: find a lot more unique places there.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah you can. And um they also it, I just really like it they also have reviews which is really handy cuz you can know like was this campground actually what you were looking for or or not. So that's actually super helpful. Definitely. Um and then if the, if you purchase their pro membership, you also can get discounts on gears and campground stays so that's handy as well
1: oh there you go now this one is one that we have used for a while we love and it works really well and it is the road trippers app
0: yeah and obviously from the name you can probably guess it's not exclusively for camping but you can also spot your campgrounds on it and what I really like about it is that if you're doing like a camping road trip you can plan your road trip and find your campgrounds along your route which is really handy. So that one's kind of fun.
1: So what if I don't want to necessarily spend a lot of money? What if I just want to find like a free spot?
0: So if you want an established campground, that may be a little more challenging. But one of the best sites to find that information on is Campendium. We actually it's an app and a site and you can sort by free only which is really cool. And sometimes they might just be like a pull-off where it's just like if you have an RV and you're self-contained that you can pull off, but sometimes it's actually campsites. So you kind of have to dig a little bit. That one's not gonna be like quite as easy to use as some of the others because you're gonna have to do a little more work to find those free sites that are for a tent, but it's really handy to help you um, navigate and find those. The other site um, that's helpful for finding free sites that are sometimes semi-established is um, BLM they have a variety sometimes they're established and sometimes it's just dispersed so you can look on both of those spots for free sites cool oh and one more free campsites so free campsites is very similar to campendium i kind of think it's a little more clunky and not as intuitive to use but it has a lot of great information and sometimes very different sites so if i'm looking in particular for dispersed or free sites those i will look at all of them to kind of see what's out there
1: Great. Those are awesome tips for finding those free ones should you want that. This next one uh, is one that I guess is maybe probably a little bit more popular, maybe has been heard of hip camp.
0: Yeah. What I love about this one is that you can find the coolest sites. So we
1: what if I want to camp with a llama?
0: Yeah, you can probably find that. Actually, I know you can find that because I have seen that site on there. And when we were leaving Yellowstone, we ended up taking a different exit out. But I had eyed one that we were going to stay at that was um, a, a ranch. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we ended up taking a different route out just because of timing. And we took the south entrance instead of the west entrance. But there was a really cool ranch not too far outside of Yellowstone that we were going to camp at with Hip Camp on our way out. And it was just it looks awesome. So what I love about Hip Camp is that there's a lot of really unique stays and stuff you won't find elsewhere
1: yeah you may be able to find a spot on somebody's farm where you can stay um that's why i brought up the llama
0: glamping options too if you're not ready for setting up your own tent you can find already set up glamping options on hip camp
1: good to go
0: yeah um and then there are others that we often use and like avenza uh, avenza maps that is gaia gps and iOverlander. but those are really a little bit more
1: that's like dispersed um, sites like if you want to get
0: out and Which it's is a little more do. technical to use. They're not as user-friendly for just like go on and search for a site. You have to kind of do some map You kind of have to
1: understand how the maps work, yeah. what all the topographical marks mean, et cetera, et cetera. But um, when you're
0: ready to dig in, those are great ones to check out.
1: Absolutely.
0: So with a lot of those apps, we actually do have some affiliate links that I will put in the show notes. Most of them have a discount, and that's why I will put them in there for you, including um, I think we have one for for sure. The for Road Trippers, I believe Hip Camp has one and actually I know Hip Camp has one and I think we may have one as well for the dirt. So check the show notes because that way you can get the biggest bang for your buck. We will get a little bit of a kickback if you purchase through them, but that just helps us bring you more podcasts.
1: Exactly.
0: And um, in particular, actually for Road Trippers, all you have to do if you don't want to click the link and go find it, you can just use code STOKEFAM. That one's an easy one.
1: S-T-O-K-E-F-A-M.
0: Yeah, all caps, and it will get you five bucks off for the upgraded subscription if you need that. You may not need it for just finding your campsites, but it'll get you five bucks off if you want it.
1: So I'm getting hungry.
0: (laughs) So am I. Actually, full disclosure, we are recording this literally right before dinner. So we are getting hungry, but we might as well talk about food.
1: Yes, it's time. I need some meal ideas.
0: Yeah. So you can do anything from obviously keeping it super simple with all hot dogs like we talked about earlier or... You could go simple, but with a little variety and you could do things like granola bars or sandwiches or oatmeal packets or fruit, like just sandwiches, fruit and veggies. Like it could be super simple.
1: Just a few things that you need to keep in a cooler and you're good to go.
0: And that maybe requires no cooking or only hot water. Yes. Something super easy. You also could get backpacking food and that's super easy but it's also really expensive so i don't know that i would do it for car camping but you could
1: but if you want the ultimate in easy it's in a packet you just need the hot water and you're good to go that's another option
0: yep but if you want to do um a little bit more but maybe not super gourmet style some of our favorite go-tos are haystacks i'm gonna let you explain haystacks because people may not know what that is
1: haystacks are a
0: kind of like a Frito pie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You could call it a Frito pie slash taco salad. Usually there's a base of Fritos. Um, sometimes when we're out in the woods, you can put the ingredients inside the bag. Sometimes people do that where they kind of do like Mm -hmm. chilling a bag. It's similar. Fritos is a base, uh, beans, sometimes rice, uh, sometimes taco meat. Um, usually
0: lettuce,
1: cheese, lettuce, uh, cucumbers, if you have them, uh, tomatoes, olives,
0: salsa, avocado. salsa sour yeah, cream, avocado, mini-
1: ranch. I like to put ketchup on them. Everybody well, thinks I'm insane when I do that. But the worst. when it's all combined, well, I don't do the sour cream for the record. So yeah. ketchup and sour cream. I guess some people do that. I don't know. Rambling, nasty.
0: It's anyway, a bunch of stuff, and it, it
1: looks like a big pile when it's done. <laughs> but it's anyway, it's
0: a haystack. That's why, like, like the haystacks that used to be stacked in the barn. That's why the name. Like, it's, it becomes like this giant pile of food. But
1: they grow. Wow. Yeah, they do. Be cautious as you're building.
0: But the reality is it's a super easy meal and you can make it as simple or as easy as you want. Actually, we've had haystacks that have been literally just beans or Fritos, beans, cheese, lettuce, and salsa when we just wanted to keep it uber simple. Easy. But you can add as many toppings as you want um, or as little as your kids will eat, you know, real life. And then... One of the other things that we really do often is oatmeal because in the mornings, if it's cool, especially a nice warm breakfast is often welcome.
1: Usually something warm in the morning tends to kind of help everybody ease into that transition. It's usually Mm -hmm. a little bit cooler in the morning, a little colder than you expected. You just climbed out of this nice warm sleeping bag. Um, But if you don't want to do anything with water, uh, or I mean, (laughs) but if you don't want to do anything with this stove. You can definitely just do some overnight oats. Or cereal. Or cereal.
0: Yeah. But we um we usually do the morning we're packing up, we keep it simple and we usually do something that's just like the kids could even just pour like cereal. Um, but the rest of the mornings that we're there, we usually do something warm on the stove. So oatmeal, the pancakes, pancakes the eggs. Oatmeal, exactly. Um, and with eggs, John was the genius a couple of years ago that was like, why? <laughs> Why are we... Why don't we just try... Well,
1: we were always worried about how are we going to transport them and... Without breaking them. How are we going to take this whole bunch of eggs because all these things, eggs...
0: And they make like hard containers that you can put them in, but...
1: Just use a blender bottle. We crack them at home, put them in the blender bottle, and then you take the blender bottle, shake it up, dump them out as you need them. Yep. Good to go.
0: Now, that said, I would not probably do that if you're going to be out for a really long time or if you know that your cooler is not going to keep them cool. Don't blame us if you get something from your eggs, but... If you're going out and you're just going to be out a day or two, crack them the night before and totally use them the next day. Yeah, it saved us so much hassle. We don't worry about it and they're easy and ready to go for scrambled eggs or whatever. Yes. Um, The other dinner meals that we really go to all the time are um, a rice bean salsa mix, but we buy the packets that are like rice and quinoa mix from Costco. They're what's the brand?
1: Seeds of Change.
0: Yeah. Seeds of change. And then we just use canned beans and we'll do either black beans or pinto beans or a tribal whatever we're feeling and salsa. Yep. And then and sometimes it's... chips or avocado or whatever else we want to add. Yep. That's similar, but slightly different than the haystacks. Not a little healthier without the chips.
1: But oftentimes we will
0: add some because the kids be ask for, for chips, yep.
1: cheese, sour cream.
0: <laughs> yep. And I'll usually do like baby carrots or something alongside of that. Yeah. So it's easy. Um, another one that's a big hit that the kids really like, too, is when we do pita pocket pizzas. Say that five times fast.
1: Pita pocket pizzas. Pita pocket
0: <laughs> okay, pizzas. Pita no. pocket pizzas. Okay. Sorry. Uh, um, so we'll just take a pita pocket, cut it in half, and put all of the pizza fixings inside, and then wrap it in foil and do it over the fire. There's um,
1: also the foil packets. We do that oftentimes with, mm-hmm. like, a meat-potato sort of combination of some sort or throw some veggies in there veggies yeah oftentimes in the foil packets
0: you could also do those on the stove and do the same thing where you just keep it simple in like a single pot like if you don't want to use the foil you could do it on a in a pot with just your meat and veggies and like cook it all up um we'll do like chicken and broccoli and potato that kind of stuff just keep it super simple all in one dish um with whatever seasonings you want usually some garlic and onion you know the good stuff
1: so we've got a lot of options and if you convenient plug sign up for our email list <laughs> you tiffany can d- has yeah. all sorts of things for you what do you have for them tiffany
0: we actually have a weekend camping meal plan that includes um recipes some of the ones we've already mentioned today a shopping list and it's all in our resource library that you get when you sign up for our email list so of you can head over is. And, uh, and get a copy of that if you would like to make your first trip just a little bit easier um Yeah. okay
1: well i hope that this helped answer maybe some of the questions that you may have had if you were thinking about going camping with your kids um and you're trying to figure out you know how much do i actually need to get started is it something that i want to do uh hopefully we kind of got you inspired yes it is something that you want to do these are the things that you need to get out there and do it um if you have any questions though please do not hesitate reach out and ask uh send us a message over on Instagram. Tiffany's there oftentimes replying back, uh, but we are happy to help. We definitely want to make sure that it is an enjoyable experience and that this is something that uh, you and your family can get out and enjoy for a long time.
0: Yeah, and hopefully even if you this isn't your first camping trip that you have gotten some new ideas for you know, food or, or um, apps that might be handy to help you on your next trip. And I will be sure to put the links that we talked about to the apps we mentioned so you can grab discounts in the show notes, or if you're um,
1: on the email list, you get those discount updates all the time.
0: <laughs> um, also, I have some additional posts on camping, including like the full checklist, um, also some camping etiquette, and a few other things. And I'll make sure to put all of those in the show notes as well, so that you, if you want to dig a little bit deeper on this topic, that you have the information that you need easily available. So thanks again for joining us today, Stoke fam.
1: Yes, we appreciate it.
0: We are really excited to be sharing information with you to help you get out and adventure with your family.
1: And if you are enjoying this and you have a spare moment to just click five stars on the ratings bar, that would be awesome.
0: (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) No pressure. But seriously, though, it helps us to reach other people and to help everybody get out and enjoy nature with their family. So we really appreciate it. Even if you don't feel like giving us a rating or review, maybe just tell a friend.
1: Or even better, you could adventure more.
0: Stress less. And
1: we'll see you out there.